Roquan Smith is a Raven. Some other teams are not doing as well, and I think it's time to call it on those seasons. Plus, we got our Tuesday yike of the week, all on the Locked On NFL podcast. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, football fans? It's the Locked On NFL podcast. It's Tuesday. That means you got me, Luke Braun, at Luke Braun NFL, and Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson N-O-L-A. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking about the Roquan Smith trade, Bears trade, their stud linebacker to the Baltimore Ravens, all kinds of fallout from that we got to go over. Plus, we've got some teams that uh, we we have to honor our deceased. All right. There are some... (laughs) Soldiers who haven't, who aren't going to make it home, and we have to uh, pour one out, so to speak. Oh, I love that! Yes, let's pour one out. Let's do that. Pour one out. <laughs> uh, plus, we have our yike of the week. But first, big news coming out of Chicago: Roquan Smith, the latest piece of what used to be a promising Bears core, to be shipped out of town. Roquan Smith goes to the Baltimore Ravens. Let's check in with Locked On Ravens host Kevin Ostriker for the first word on that. The Baltimore Ravens make a massive trade. This is Kevin Ostriker, the host over at Locked On Ravens. And Baltimore gets their hands on a stud defender trading with Chicago Bears in exchange for inside linebacker Roquan Smith. Smith is a player that has over 600 tackles throughout his four-plus years in the NFL. He is one of the best in the business in terms of sacks, position, coverage, pursuit. He does it all. He's a player that is just a massive, massive chess piece for any defensive coordinator to use. Mike McDonald will be extremely thrilled with this acquisition, and it's a huge get for the Ravens and for Eric DaCosta. He slots in now on a defense that has Patrick Queen of the position and others will be able to play off of a lot of talented defenders there. There are a couple questions when it comes to Smith and the deal in terms of whether he will sign a long-term extension in Baltimore. He's currently scheduled to be a free agent after this season. And also what Baltimore will do is the trade deadline still approaches. Could they add a wide receiver? Could they add an edge rusher? But Baltimore is looking to make moves. They make a massive one in the acquisition of Roquan Smith. And this Baltimore team just keeps adding talent to a very talented roster. For more on the Roquan Smith trade and the Baltimore Ravens, be sure to follow the Locked On Ravens podcast and subscribe on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much, Kevin. And thank you also to the sponsor of today's episode, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Just pick a few players and whether or not they will beat their prize picks projection. It's you versus the house. You're not joining a pool of a bunch of people. And if you go to prizepicks.com right now or uh, download the app. You can get 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And as always, thank you so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day. What's your first take on this, Ross? Well, for me, one of the things that I heard Kevin just say was that the Baltimore Ravens might be looking to also continue to add. And I say, no, stop it. Leave them alone. Um, there's so much going on with this with this Baltimore Ravens team, but it's so good. It's such a good move. I, I joke about them, you know, adding more. Like obviously, you do everything you can to make your team the best that you can. But I love yeah, this addition. 
Yeah, I, I love this addition for them. That defense now includes guys like Calais Campbell, uh, Justin Houston, uh, some guys that we don't necessarily know about fully yet, like uh, David Ajabo, who's just becoming off of injured reserve this week. And then you add, you know, uh, Patrick Queen, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Williams, uh, Kyle Hamilton, these guys that you've invested in. So really, really good moves over on the defensive side, especially the defense is set and stout while you're trying to figure out your offense like the Ravens have been over the course of the season thus far. Yeah. And and look, the Ravens have been in one score games for five weeks in a row. They are teetering. They're blowing leads. This has been like a a thing with the Ravens is, is getting up to big leads and the defense not being able to hold up. So adding a a centerpiece is what Mm -hmm. he was in Chicago, the way they treated him, the way they schemed around him. He was like the guy in Chicago for a long time. Um, Adding that, I think is the the like marginal impact that it would have just by adding one player in the middle of the season, you know, can only move the needle so much, but they only need the needle to be moved so much, especially right. with what else is going on in the AFC North. The Steelers don't exist. The Browns are, I think, under 500, right? Or did they just get back to 500 on they Monday They just night? got back to 500 with that win, yeah. And and so are the Bengals now. So and they're Oh, no, no, sorry. The, the Bengals are at 500. The the Browns are at three and five still. Three and five. Yeah. So yeah. like the Ravens are have a stranglehold on, on the division and they need to start thinking about this as a real season, not as though they weren't already, but they, right. they need to make that kind of move. I, I really like this for them. And on the other hand, you have the Bears. I don't know what the Bears are building. And what it seems like to me is that it is an unfocused accumulation of assets. I've been complaining about this with the Bears on this show for a long time. I've been complaining about it on Locked On Vikings, too. I've been complaining about it privately to Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears. I hate this for the Bears. I mean, I I love to see their downfall, but I hate this for them. I don't right. think it's right. Um, it Just accumulating liquid assets and then everybody saying, man, they have so many draft picks and so much cap space they're going to build a team in one off season. That is not how this happens. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that I have the question about too, on over on the bear side, a first round pick two seconds, a third, two fourths, two fifths and a seventh. It's pretty good draft capital, but you know, you mentioned, AJ I don't Klein know goes back and, by the way. Right. Oh yes. And AJ Klein is a part of that. Uh, yeah. The, the trade terms with the, the two, the five and then AJ Klein who uh, I keep forgetting AJ Klein's a part of the trade, but new Orleans legend, AJ Klein, uh, on his way to Chicago. And, and so <laughs> Chicago eats like all of the salary because of the way that it's structured. Yep, absolutely. And so I look at, you know, your comment about what are they building? I don't know if they know yet until those draft picks turn into player assets and then they still have to figure it out beyond that, right? So like they're not even able to go into this knowing what their plan is. They kind of have to figure it out when they see what that personnel turns out to be. And that's never a good place to be as a team. Right. And there's something to be said for, you know, flexibility in that plan. You don't know how the draft board's going to fall and you got to have that. But, but to me, the, the most successful rebuilds that I can think of, the bills always come to mind, especially because they're such a death star right now. Yeah. Um, that they layered it over years, you know, they had pieces and focus and they had a very clear idea of the kind of team they wanted to be on both offense and defense. They had, they were in love with Josh Allen. I'm pretty sure they were in love with Josh Allen, like two years before he came out, like when Brandon Bean took over, he was in love with Josh Allen, right? Traded up for Josh Allen at all costs. So like get your quarterback, right. And then kind of layer and build around him with a focus and let it be a slow, steady burn. And for somebody like Ryan Poles, 
who was in Kansas City watching the Chiefs do that with Patrick Mahomes, very similar formula, to kind of go for this, we are just going to tear everything apart, liquidate the whole thing, and then try to buy it all in one big shopping spree. Man, have you watched any Jaguar seasons lately? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And um, speaking of liquid and assets, things like that, as well as, uh -oh. of course, those Jacksonville Jaguars, we've got some teams that are ready to pour one out for. Luke, you knew where I was going with this. <laughs> Come on now. It is Dia de, los, Dia de la Muertos. There we go. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not up on my Spanish, but we're figuring it out. Uh, and we are ready. <laughs> we are ready to honor our deceased. You got to be here. up on your French. I'll take the Spanish. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so we got that on the way here as we take a look at some teams that we know that we can count out. But Luke and I also have some heaters for you as well. A couple teams that we're ready to count out that maybe others aren't. So we're going to get to those here in just a moment as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. Before we do get to that, though, I want to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Luke told you a little bit about them earlier. It's super simple. It is daily fantasy the way that it should be. I'm so convinced that if you put all of the smartest minds in the world together in one room and said, make daily fantasy this is the way that they would come up with it you pick two to five players super simple so much more fun yeah you choose whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their prize picks projections you get those right and you can win up to 10 times your entry by heading over to prize picks or downloading the prize picks app today and if you're a first time user you can also get a 100 percent instant deposit match of up to a hundred dollars by using the promo code locked on so that means that if you deposit $100, prize picks will match $100. Deposit $50, prize picks will also match $50. Anything up to $100, $39, they'll match you with $39. All you have to do is use the promo code prize picks that you can start playing daily fantasy today. And I'm also going to tell you about our friends over at Tommy John. I absolutely love Tommy John. It's one of the most comfortable, comfortable, just, um, I'll, I'll call it like I don't want to call it like loungewear because, like I said, I jumped over a building in these things, so I wasn't lounging very much. So I was doing some pretty like you know I was getting around there, but I guess I'll call yeah, it loungewear get, right get now. Get after it, like a golf Men's pants and women's kind of. I was I was I kind of jumped and like laid back, so I guess it was I guess it was kind of lounging. Uh, but yeah. you could go and check them out. You can do Tommy cool tricks, got cool tricks, Six all stunts. that. Fantastic holiday tradition of gifting people underwear. Make it Tommy John underwear. Why not? There's so yeah. much for you to check out. All that you have to do is head over, and this is all going to be like all ahead of Black Friday, all the other stuff. You can shop Tommy John's before Black Friday by going right now, and you can get 25% off of everything at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. 25% off for a limited time only at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. That's tommyjohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. Thanks again for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. Uh, they are covering all sports. Peter Bukowski over there. All four major men's sports are in season right now. World Series going on, NFL, uh, NBA, and NHL. So a lot to talk about over there. I have a beef with Peter Bukowski. Okay, uh, hold up. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna tee you right up for it. Oh, because I love it's it. Dio, it's Dia, de las Muertas, and that means that we are honoring our various deceased. Well, in the NFL, we have some teams that I think are a little deceased. Some teams mm -hmm. we can count out. 
you know, some teams we can say better luck next year too. Mm-hmm. And I would like to get a start on whittling down this field so that you and I know what teams are worth paying attention to and which teams are going to start maybe watching the uh, tankathon.com draft order. <laughs> so to, to start this off, I figured I could look at 538's projections and mm-hmm. anybody that's got less than a 5% chance to make the playoffs or 5% or less chance to make the playoffs, we can probably count out. That's only yeah. five teams. That's the Texans, Lions, Steelers, Panthers, and Jaguars. Can we call it for those teams? Do you have any oh. issue with those teams being counted out? No. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour one out for those five teams. Nice and easy. Well, please That's don't pour anything weird. actually on your. I'm gonna just uh, pour this right on my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, absolutely. We can we can call it on those guys. Thanks so much for okay. participating this year. We really appreciate it. See you in 2023, Texans, yeah. Lions, Steelers, Panthers, and Jaguars. Uh, who else would you like to call? Uh, time of time of death for time of muertos. Um, so for me, (laughs) so for me, yeah, you did team me right up here. Here's my big take here. I think we can call it for the Packers. Mm. I really do. I think we can call it for the Packers. You tipped that because you said you had a beef with Peter, but mm, please say it's (laughs) nice and slow for me. (laughs) Here, I'll say it. I'll say it like this. I'll use my, I'll use my late night radio voice, which I like to call me. Which I love to call Midnight Jambalaya. By the way, that's my that's my <laughs> that's my late night radio voice. Oh, this has uh, been a name. thing for a while. I'm yeah. pretty sure this oh, is yeah. not the first time we've heard of Midnight Jambalaya. On no, no, Midnight show. Jambalaya. He makes his appearances. All right, he, he comes through. Here's the way I'll say it. <laughs> I think we can call it on the Green Bay Packers. It's true, Clip ladies it, and please. gentlemen. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna put in a special folder. Pour one out. For the Green Bay Packers. It's true, though. We, it we is really bleak. Can. It is rough. It is bleak. And Peter is coping. Online. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, you he is what? coping. He's out on Twitter right now. making. That's right. Making fun of the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens saying, oh, they traded oh, yeah. for a linebacker. If only they could get wide receivers. Peter, look at yourself. <laughs> look at yourself. Look at your team. Okay. Oh. I'm just saying, Look, you, you can't be, you can't be out been, here throwing shade at, at the at the Ravens about wide receivers when you when you talk about the Packers. Look, as a lifelong combatant with Packer fans, right? It's been a while since they had to go through this uncertain of a future. All right, they've, they've <laughs> won 13 games in the last three years, and for unless you're over like 40, for most of your life, you have been treated to Hall of Fame quarterback play and perennial contention. Having to go into like a a painful rebuild is a new experience and they just, they got to learn how to cope with it. All right. And I, for one, am going, it's, it brings me great pleasure to be the bearer of that bad news. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a tough state right now for the green Bay Packers. Um, They're projected right now to finish with a seven and 10 record in the NFC there might be some conversation in terms of potential playoff appearance as a losing Maybe. team, but you probably Someone's have to win more all those games. Yeah. You, you probably be more like eight and nine rather than seven and 10. I, I think that this green Bay Packers team has no idea who it is right now. Aaron Rodgers isn't playing up to what we're used to seeing Aaron Rodgers. Peter is right. That like the, you know, they have one player that they should really build their offense around and Romeo Dobbs. They are not doing that. The defense is struggling. Jair Alexander's, you know, not shadowing the best 
wide receivers and therefore they're just moving these guys in the slot and you know having these big games and stuff like that so like it's it's a rough go right now in in, in the bay of green uh what about for you yeah. my friend the where who are you pouring one out for right now well we just watched him play monday night football um uh, Bengals versus browns real bad night for the Bengals. probably worst night the Bengals, but possibly the worst game the Bengals will have this year right hard to yeah. get worse than that so I don't want to overreact too much to what is probably their rock bottom, but here's what concerns me a lot with them because Jamar Chase is out and mm-hmm. that this may have exposed a deeper flaw in the Bengals that may still persist even once Jamar Chase is back. It seems like the Bengals, like they looked like their 2020 selves that got the fifth overall pick. Um, mm-hmm. They couldn't keep Joe Burrow clean. They couldn't get, enough separation really at all um they have too many weapons for how much they are underachieving i i we gotta look at zach taylor i think for that and I'm, yeah. I'm pretty done with zach taylor and his weird spread thing um they they couldn't run the ball when they really had to they just on offense they they fell apart they lose chidobia wuzier uh, sounds like it's pretty bad as of this recording to a knee injury um it's a, a bleak time but I think Jamar Chase just being an unreal playmaker papered over a lot of things. It's really easy to forgive a a bad offensive day when Jamar Chase is going for 120 and two scores that he kind of did by himself and Mm -hmm. not having that playmaker. um, It's clear that they don't really have another avenue of production. And when Jamar Chase comes back, defenses are going to know that. And they already have kind of been taking advantage of that. Hence the Bengals losing other games They're at 500 right now. Um, uh, what I want to see in the Bengals to to be proven wrong here is for Jamar Chase to come back and for them to win a game without relying on him and like to, you know, really like look deserving of being a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Otherwise they're falling way behind in their division and I don't see them winning a wild card here. It is, it is time to call it Uh poor one out for the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC him. repeat bid. It's over. Yeah, so it's a shame to see the Bengals the one that are, that's having this Super Bowl hangover. Not that the Los Angeles Rams are immune to that conversation as well, but it's a shame to see yeah, that because it was so sure. exciting for them to make it. Um, it is. We the, could have said like Broncos or Bears or some of the easier teams, but that wouldn't have been any fun. <laughs> that wouldn't be any fun. But I I want to I want to highlight your point real quick um, about the absence of Jamar Chase. Remember the the entire discourse around hey the Bengals chose Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell, but it was the right choice because of what they were able to do with Jamar Chase. Now you don't have that anymore, right? So now it's like that whole conversation is no longer part of what you're able to do. And so when you look mm-hmm. at the pack, oh, excuse me, when you look at the Bengals today, they let up two sacks to Joe Burrow, not terrible, but seven hits on the quarterback as well. Yeah. That's and where Burrow things was getting start rid to of wear down for you. Bur- yep. Burrow did a good job of protecting himself and he just had to work very hard for it. Like, I don't think they are in, in trouble long-term because I believe in Joe Burrow still. I still believe mm-hmm. in his skill set, and I think you can make something out of that. But I don't think that that staff, not unlike the Packers, I don't think that staff understands what it has in its personnel and what they're good at. Yeah. Um, yeah and I would say the same thing about the Packers, this bubble screen, weird offense. They don't understand what they have and they are clinging to something that had that found success previously that can't find success for whatever reason, be it Aaron Rodgers getting old, Jamar Chase being injured, whatever that is, 
you have to find the identity you need to have right now instead of the yep. identity you won seven games with before. I, I would extend the same thing to the Cardinals. That's why it's on my mind because I've been breaking down mm -hmm. Vikings Cardinals all day, and I would say the same thing about them. Um, you know, you you started off a season really well last year, doing one thing. That thing got figured out. Time to find a new time to be who you need to be, not yep. who you were before. Yeah, and especially when you're the Cincinnati Bengals who love this narrative around, oh well, we're a team that has three number one wide receivers t higgins three catches on six targets of 49 yards a 41 yarder in the fourth quarter made up the mm -hmm. chunk of that and then tyler boyd three catches of five targets for 38 yards and you also had a touchdown there as well and then you were shut out for the first three quarters of this game so not come great. yell at me Bengals fans i'm over it it's not done. great yeah uh speaking of some good quarterback play uh, or or questionable quarterback play, questionable offensive play. We've got a couple of quarterbacks that we're going to highlight for our Tuesday Yike of the Week. That's what's up for us next here as we continue on and wrap up this episode of Locked on NFL. Before we get to that, our good friends over at BetOnline, our exclusive online betting partners here on the show and here across the entire network. They are our number one most trusted source when it comes to all things betting, sports, lines, odds, props, everything that you're looking for. They've even got podcasts on sports wagering. They've got uh, articles on sports wagering. All the information that you need around sports wagering, you can find all in one place over at Bet Online. And they it doesn't stop at the NFL, right? We always talk about the NFL odds here, but you can also check out the NBA odds, the NBA props, end of year awards, MLB with uh, the, you now get a little bit more time uh, for the World Series after Game Three was postponed, so now you get you know a little bit more uh, World Series, or not a little bit more, but you know your World Series event lasts a little bit longer. You can get in on all of that and much more, including like esports. I'm sure pickleball will eventually be there as well as it continues to sweep the nation. You can check it all out over at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ross, hit me up. Every week we do this. We got to say some yikes. All right. We got to, it's some, some folly in the league that needs to be called out and ridiculed for what it is. Tell me your yike of the week. We have one yike to hand out one singular. Yike. My one singular biggest yike of this week was the Indianapolis Colts decision to roll with Sam Ellinger. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't with get it. And it's putting you, yeah, and it put you in a situation here to where, like, you made this big splash move over the course of the offseason to bring Matt Ryan to Indy and be ready to roll with Matt Ryan. You took the greatest player from one team's franchise, made him your starting quarterback, and then bailed on him seven games into the season, seven weeks into the season, and then rolled with an unproven young quarterback who maybe had you know like a handful of snaps in his in his career a guy that people were calling a fullback coming out of the senior bowl in, in sam ellinger and decide he's that's back. right and that that is the one so i i am fully turning my back on the indianapolis colts for making that decision which to me is the biggest yike of the week Yes, and, and the Colts are in a something of a fire sale mode, too. They're selling pieces, yeah. rumors they might be shopping Naeem Hines, talk about like Michael Pittman is going around, like there's pieces coming out of Indianapolis. They are packing it in at three, four, and one, far from right. out of anything. Right. But they're you, packing you, it in like they're one and seven. 
Yeah, and you join an illustrious group of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Chicago Bears, and Green Bay Packers of the teams that the Commanders have beat this season to be four. And four. <laughs> yeah. Well, Not we talked great. about some of the deceased. Some of these teams have DNRs. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Panthers that are just like, please don't. I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. Please just wake me up in 2023. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We'll see you next year. So we'll see. I mean, maybe the Colts are able to address their quarterback situation in the draft or something like that because they are on their way to a pretty good pick uh, as things continue to unfold. Uh, what about for you, your biggest yike of the week, Luke? Well, I'm not done pouring kerosene onto the Chicago fire. Um, I enjoy their downfall and I like to live in it. And I got to give it to Justin Fields for uh, <laughs> third and 17. I think a little quick check down to David Montgomery. Dang near converts it. Good play mm -hmm. by Montgomery, but he gets stripped. So now it's a bad play. That all happens, right? That's not a yike. It's just a bad play. Micah Parsons falls on the fumble. Justin Fields, who is notorious for running downfield and getting involved in downfield plays. You'll see him blocking right. downfield on a breakaway run. You know, the grit, the hurry. And then he jumps over Micah Parsons, making no contact. Micah Parsons, not touchdown, gets up, scores. I'm sure you all saw the highlight. Oh, yeah. Justin, my guy. What are you doing? <laughs> what you doing, man? I, I, there is something to protecting yourself. You know, don't take contact. You're the quarterback. Don't take contact. Yeah. Don't dive for the fumble. But I mean, just lean down. Like you're, you're a kid in a boat trying to feel the, the icy waters, you know, <laughs> just lean down and get a scoop of them. That's all you need. You just, just a fingerprint or two. All right. Just leave enough. So CSI can figure out you were there. That's it. <laughs> That's all I need of you. And he doesn't, he, he jumps over it. He drag a toe. Toe drag, swag it. <laughs> anything. Anything. I'm begging, Justin. Come on, man. I love I loved Justin Fields coming out, and the Bears have destroyed him. This is yet more evidence that the Bears have destroyed his ability to play uh, football. His instincts are broken. He forgot Sorry, Chicago. The, yeah. He forgot, like, one of the most basic pieces of football in, in Chicago. In college. I guess it's he hasn't learned college. anything since college, so... <laughs> That one might have been too far. Might, but it's not on him. You're not saying it's his fault. You're not saying oh, it's, it's his absolutely fault. not his fault. It's, it's not Chicago's his fault. fault. It's, it's Chicago. Ryan Pace, and then Chicago as an organization, and Ryan pulls his plan. My guess is still that Ryan pulls his plan doesn't include Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Like that is the only way to explain Did it. Justin Fields be on the move this offseason? I. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like, yeah, that could be fun. Like. Got a nice spot for you uh, down here in the NOLA, Justin. Oh, uh, I love that. <laughs> I'm just saying. You can bring just him saying. somewhere that actually thinks he can play quarterback because the Bears clearly right. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Well, may maybe they don't think he can play linebacker either, and that's why he didn't uh, touch Micah Parsons down when he recovered. Well, the now they don't have anybody who can play linebacker because they got rid of <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't even know who else is a linebacker on the Bears. I'm sure they've got a couple of fine players that I totally insulted and I apologize to them, um, but not sincerely. But we get it. We get it. All right, y'all. We appreciate you coming through for uh, an exhilarating episode of the Locked On NFL podcast. We appreciate you as always. Trouble. 
for making us your first listen of the day every day. Your one-stop shop for everything you need around the NFL in around 30 minutes. Make sure you go and check out Locked on Sports today. Get those immediate um, uh, uh, post-game takes, those uh, fun uh, – Game breakdowns, your take of the day, some Peter Bukowski. You got to love it. Uh, only the way that Locked On can. It's over on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you swing back by tomorrow. James Rapine, Tony Wiggins. Will Tom Brady be traded before the trade deadline? Tony and oh, James. Oh, yeah, they get the trade deadline show. That's right. That's Woo. right. That's right. They set it up last week. Is it going to come to fruition or what other big moves will take place? God, Tony what a and James. Call that would be. Right. Wouldn't that be crazy? Um, so a whole bunch to uh, keep an eye out on here on the Lockdown NFL podcast for Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. I'm Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson. Nola, we got you covered here. Everything you need uh, across the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.